This the Black Powder Podcast. Kick up your feet, lean on your armrest, and get your mind blessed on this conquest. Hold a grip like a 12 gauge. Let this moment kick. Black people moving and having some gun ownership. I carry weight, not to keep the camera safe. It's thinking about you, my kids, and my parents' faces. The big topics they don't wanna involve us. Think we're novice, but now we're moving hard with revolvers. This the Black Powder Podcast. Let's get it started. Primer set the powder is lit. It's time to get on target. Welcome to another episode of the Black Party Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Yasuke Fett. And just a general reminder of your marching orders and why we have created the Black Powder Podcast. The main mission is to change the social view of black society and firearms. How do we do that? Glad you asked. We talk, walk, read, write, and think about it to find a better solution for a brighter future for the proper protection of black people. Join us through education, practice, and safety as we take down the stigma of black people and guns one discussion at a time. And just a general reminder, you cannot do a mag dump without a couple of rounds. So if you like what you're hearing and you happen to like this show, send out an email to blackpowderpodcast.gmail.com and let me know what your favorite episode is. Whether or not you agree, disagree, or have questions, please make sure to send them to blackpowderpodcast.gmail.com and always... Feel free to like, share, and subscribe. The only way to continue to grow is to continue to share this knowledge with other people. And the only way to even get the message out is to let everyone know. So once again, if you like what you heard and would like to continue to hear, please like, share, and subscribe. And as always, you can find us on multiple platforms, especially main ones. Uh, as of recently, we are now on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, and Audible. That's all you can do. I agree with that. There's a... Uh... Honestly, I think as, as long as you're trying to, like I said, you, you try to provide that positive example, that's what matters at the end of the day. Because now you're you're trying to open up the window opportunity for people to look at you as an individual instead of like the preconceived notions of, of what they may think that you are. Right. And, you know, that... They, mm-hmm. oh, I'm sorry, I was just going to say, because they'll stereotype the whole race. You know how that is. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Because it, it will um, acting out as an individual with uh, positivity, you, you know, as long as the person is of a uh, logical reasoning caliber, then yeah, they, it's going to open a, the window to uh, melt away that preconceived notion. And really, um, there needs to be a lot more of that because when you got a lot of people out there acted out on those preconceived notions we're, we're not going to have conversations like we used to years ago it's just going to be well I heard y'all are this so this is what I'm going to think of you all the time no matter what even though you're coming to me with logic and, and you're showing me a different thing I'm still going to think all y'all are, okay, uh, are are like this or or you know in the case of being over here in America you know you get the thing of well you're not like the rest and, and I oh I hate hearing that so much <laughs> I hate it yeah 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 but I mean it's not our jobs individually to to carry that burden of of you know of the whole of trying to uh, 
be trying to be able to represent the entire race. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's not our job to carry that burden. But um yes, you you know, which you try to set the best example you can individually, but that's that's you know, that's the best you can do is control what you can control about yourself as a black man and your your own individual actions and behavior. Yeah, I, and I I get that I do I can and I can agree with it, but I I think that's one reason. Actually, I know for for a fact that's one reason why I um started this platform because you know, like you said earlier, as far as the face of the military, you don't see a lot of uh, black soldiers doing the spec op stuff, right? If you right. if you look at the face of black society in the media you don't see a lot of positive black faces or, 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 you know, just regular everyday black people doing regular everyday stuff in a positive light. Uh, take YouTube, for example. Now I know for a fact that if you put up a firearm video, it's coming from experience, knowledge and education, Right. But yet, like, do you have a, a firearm video that's over, like, let's say, 100,000 likes? Say that part again? So so do you have, like, a specific video about firearms? Like, if you were to put one up, do you think it would get over 100,000 likes if you're sitting there being educational about it? Um, I think... I think if I added education with entertainment, if I had both, um, but it's gotta be a hard hitting type of entertainment. Um, but, but just naturally off rip. No, no, only if I could spice it up in some kind of great ways, you know, that's the thing that that's why I, I really am trying to find a way to change our image. Because if you take your video you know, I don't mean any disrespect by this, man. I'm just, just calling it like I see it. If you take your educational video that you spent time, effort, and put energy towards, and then you just scroll through randomly on YouTube and you see some dude that's like holding up a Glock with a extended magazine, and this is the thing that, that irks me, is like that video where somebody's just flashing that Glock with an extended magazine is easily going to get like 200K likes. Simply yep. because of the fact that it's living up to what the media portrays black people as. You got a black guy with a compact handgun with an extended magazine on it. Right. Which I'm surprised I'm not throwing up saying that out loud because the whole thing don't make any sense. But, you know, here it is. That That's what, and, and ironically enough, YouTube will go back and they'll take down the educational video, which doesn't make any sense to me. So... If you look at all the other stuff on YouTube and, and media in general, you know, we don't really own a positive black image, which is really detrimental to us because whenever it comes to like, let's say politics or certain governmental aspects, because we don't have that positive black image, we're not going to be taken serious, unfortunately. And right. And, you know, I, I guess it's because one reason is because, you know, I got my daughter 
and I really want her to, to be able to uh, be in a better world than what I've lived in or what I've grown up in, you know, just like you probably feel the same way. Cause you know, you got kids, you want to leave behind a, a good legacy for them and, and you want to leave the world better than it was for you, for them. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and this is just the whole image itself. I mean, if it, honestly, if it wasn't for Naga, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even be able to tell you where to begin to find positive black firearm content because you don't really, you don't really hear of the two together. Um, matter of fact, I think, uh, we met through, what was it? Caliber, right? Yeah. That's yeah. right. Before then I wouldn't even know where to look. Cause, cause the first thing I, you know, like I said, the first thing I got hit with was demolition ranch and all the other people. Cause it, you don't, you don't see a lot of our faces where they also need to be included. So I guess that's just one thing that I, I continuously think about every day and I want to see it changed. And it's not like I'm trying to obsess over it, but I, I guess I just want better for, for us as uh black people, especially black American people. Right. Right. Oh, I, I totally understand what you're saying, bro. I get it. I, uh, that's probably why I have so much of an issue when I, when I do run into people and I get that kind of treatment and then I have to stop them for a second and let them know, like, hold the hell up. I'm a Marine, bro. I know exactly what you're talking about. And even more than just being a Marine, I'm a rifle man, which means, you know, this is what I do all days, weapons and the tactics and, you know, that this, that, and the third. So the fact that I even, um, have to, you know, run into that stereotypical treatment until I let it be known, like, hold the hell up. You're going to give me my respect. Cause I'm going to take, it, all right. Mm-hmm. You're going to give me my, I'm letting you know, you're dealing with a whole different, wh- whatever you thought or whoever you saw, that's not the black man you talking to right now. You right. Dig? Right. That, that part right there, especially man. I mean, that's, <laughs> I guess it's just, uh, but we, unfortunately, it's just what we got to deal with. I mean, but yeah, as long as you, you stand up and, and set that record straight, man, because I think there's a lot of people out in society. What is it called? The, the Dunning Kruger effect, right? They just, uh, I don't know. They go watch a John Wick movie. All of a sudden, they think they're John Wick, and they can approach anybody just like they see yeah. that image of, of black people on TV, and they think they can go ahead and approach all black people like that. Like, nah, that ain't right. gonna work. Right. That's not how this right. works. Right. So yeah, they don't right. expect us to stand up for ourselves. That yeah, or man, or even to read, bro. <laughs> it trips me out how how they you know they think we don't have comprehension and we can't read or we can't figure out exactly what they're talking about or be on their level or be beyond their level. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, like I said, it, it, I, I get you completely because it used to bother me a lot more than it does now. Mm-hmm. I just kind of got to a point where I'm content as, as long as they don't disrespect me. Then, then 
I'm somewhat okay. I, I go into things knowing they're going to have their own preconceived notions and stereotypes. But like I said, on a certain level or depending on how they react with, to me or approach me, I, I'm not ashamed in any way to let them know, look, I'm not that guy. I'm not that black guy you thought you were going to run into that was like this or that was like that. I'm here now like this, you know, on understanding you and can be proficient and, you know, whatever God has allowed me to be proficient in just as you are. Yeah, that's true. And I got to commend you, man, for like actually being able to go back out and, uh, you know, get back into the field and just do something that feels familiar to you with uh, camping and hunting. Cause I really still want to go hunting, man. I shoot. Last time I shot at something that resembled an animal was when I, when I was in the uh, boy scouts doing a turkey hunt. Or the turkey <laughs> shoot, and it was just a paper turkey, man. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. But you know, that's one thing I really miss is uh, is going out there and camping and everything. And you know, I I happen to, to like gear and gadgets, and you know, I got stuff that I need to test out. It's just trying to get out there to do it or, or finding a group to do it with. You know, that that's the hard part because. There you go. There you go, bro. You just hit the nail on the head, man. It is so hard to find guys like us who want to do certain things without um, you always going to have some some black uh, people making comments like, oh, that's white stuff. Oh, oh that's those are white activities or this or that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're always going to have some some uh, people making little comments like that. But I got to a point um I got to a point from the military and from hunting to where I was like, you know what? I look at what I do as being military, man. Um and if that if that makes that seem like a white thing or makes that seem like another race type of thing, you can have that idea. All I know is I'm a black man and I'm doing the damn thing. I'm doing whatever it is. I'd actually, you know, want to do and want to be a part of and what others say I couldn't do or whatnot. I mean, I'm not there trying to prove a point. I'm out there enjoying myself, which is, you know what I mean? Cause I, yeah. you, you're doing it cause you like it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, rather than I used, I used to think that way. I used to let myself be limited in that way by being like, Oh man, I like to do this, but I don't want them look thinking like, Oh, I'm doing something right. Or I'm, you know, I, comments or this and the third hide what you try to do because right instead of feeling some pride and and taking pride of what you're doing it's like you gotta hide it because you're feeling some shame even though it's something that you like to do so i i get it man i get it and it took me a minute to get to that same point because um i think it's either christmas last year thanksgiving last year after i'd gotten a little bit more in the um you know, understand the firearms a little bit better. Uh, my stepbrother was thinking about getting a, uh, I think a semi-automatic shotgun, right? And uh, he said he wanted a drum. And I said, why do you want a drum? And he said, well, you know, I want to make sure that I can, I, I guess, take out the threat if it enters my house. And, I, and, and me, personally, at first, yeah, drums seem like they're cool. But if they're like... Uh, what was the name of that brand? Not, I think Pro Mag, or 
is it Magpul that makes people mad? Either way, it's like there's a cheap drum out there, right? And I've used mm-hmm. it for one of my rifles. It was a 5.56, right? It caused my rifle to jam up because you'd get double feeds and, and it wasn't like there was a, you know, a failure to eject. It was like I was getting double feeds. Uh, stuff was getting stuck behind the bolt carrier. And it's mainly because that drum is, is under so much pressure to the point where it's just throwing the, the rounds up in there. And I'm not saying it happened all the time, but if you take a scenario like that, right, and you're trying to defend your home against an invader, I don't have time to be trying to clear the, uh, you know, eject the drum, clear out the jam, put the drum back in the firearm, and and put it back in the battery uh, just to make sure I can defend myself. At that point, I'm dealing with a piece of uh, a piece of equipment that's that's not really dependable. And if my life is dependent upon that that faulty piece of equipment, there's a problem. So that's why I told them, don't go with the drums. Get a magazine. Get a couple of magazines. If the drum fails you, like let's say the drum fails you first two shots, you got 23, uh, 23 shells in there that you can't use. So it's, it's pointless. Right on. So... <laughs> I was I was breaking down that, and my dad and my uncles, you know, they were they were looking they were literally going back and forth. It looked like a tennis match, you know. They're going back and forth between my stepbrother and me, and finally, I think I can't remember who said it, but you know, they're like, "That's some white boy stuff." Like, okay, you can think that, but whenever a situation occurs. To where I got to use that quote unquote white boy stuff, at least I'll know how to use it versus sitting here not knowing how to figure out how to solve this problem. Right. Or, or like not having the extra skills or anything else that I can utilize in order to, to you know, handle a situation. Uh, ironically enough, when I was coming back from Aruba on the flight, there was a medical emergency. You know, a long time ago, I would have been the dude that's like, I can only help out so much. Now, I'm not like, um, you know, I'm not like a super first responder or anything, but I at least know some of the basics and, you know, haven't gotten my uh, first aid, AED and CPR certification this year. And uh, congrats. Congrats, man. Thank you. Thank you know how to rock that defibrillator, all right? Yeah, <laughs> you you know, I mean, I'm looking at it like how can I help versus oh my god, what's going on? That's the situation I want to be at, you know, to the point where I want to get myself in a better position to where if anybody needs me, I'll be the first one they call. As far as right. advice and just like myself as a person in general, because if I'm not providing anything of importance, then I need to look at myself and say, okay, what am I doing wrong? Cause you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not providing value to my society. There's a problem. And I, I, I was just really tired of sitting back. I, I literally watched a dude die at work one day. He just collapsed, fell out on a, a, a tile for a tile floor. And all you heard was his head hit that tile. And mm. I did what I could. I tried to move people away. I called 911. I really wish I would have known about 911 on cell phones because I don't think it um 
when you call 911 on the cell phone, I don't think it will automatically connect to the right area, which I think is from uh. BS anyway. But, you know, it'll connect to 911, but you may have to get transferred over to whatever county you're in or whatever, right? Right. So there's that. But after that, I'm sitting there watching actual certified people, you know, nurses, doctors, everything else, trying to bring this man back to life. And this dude was out for like, 15 minutes would probably be minimal. I dang near want to say it was like 30 minutes plus. Now, thankfully that was like 30 minutes plus with, with them giving him CPR and everything. So his brain was getting oxygen. So you didn't have to worry about the 10 second thing, but you know, just that whole, I can't do anything to save this guy. I, I don't like that feeling. So, right. Right, that helplessness, man. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. That'll, that'll, it'll, it'll eat you alive, bro. That's exactly what it was doing. So I, I yeah, I'm glad. I'm, glad, I'm real glad we had this conversation, man, because it, it means a lot to me what you just said, and uh, it's like sparked a little bit of a fire that I've been through. I grew up listening to people who had that mindset of, oh, don't do this or don't do that because that's white or because something like that. But when, once I hit 18, man, I knew that if I wanted to do the stuff that I wanted to do in life or in the world, I don't care what race does it. I want to do it because I because it's something I like. If it's something that's smart, cool, right, whatever, I care less what other people have to say about it. If it's something that, I, that I'm down with personally, then I push all the BS to the side and I go do what I need to do so I could, you know, um, enjoy that activity just as everyone else who does it enjoys that activity, which can be hard now, which can, you know, get, get have all kinds of stuff said about you or attitudes thrown your way. But in the end, I look at it more like, okay, if you say that's the white way to do this, then what's the black way? To, right. to to be scared to do it? What's the black way to never to not know this, to be ignorant of it? Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I'm not riding with that. I'm not I'm not accepting that part. That that, that oh the black way to do it is to not not know this and in order to for us to not be um um showing showing that we can do this too. That's that's the black way and that's keeping it G, that's keeping it real, that's keeping it one hundred is to do it the way you say to do it. Oh no, hell no. Life's too short. I got stuff that I need to do and I need to see, I need to accomplish, um, that I want to experience, and I don't care what race um says that, you know, it 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 is or isn't a part of their stereotype. Cause I you know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be the Marine I am today if I thought that way, bro, at all. Right. It, at all. Go ahead, man. No, I mean that—that that was all. I'm sorry, that, that no, was all. No, you good. I, I was just gonna say, like, yeah, that—that's the right mentality to have. You do not have time to be a slave to other people's expectations, because yeah. if you become a slave to other people's expectations, then you limit yourself as a person. Because it's like, you know, I, I listen to all sorts of different music, man. I listen to rock. I listen to uh, jazz. Listen to uh, Japanese jazz. I listen to like, you know, just any and everything, hip hop, rap, so on and so forth. And like you said, if I would have had that mindset, I would have been limiting myself to the point where 
I only know one type of music. Yep. But yep. if you look at how somebody who has pushed past that expectation and they've actually cultured their ear to other different types of music and they become a producer of music, don't sit here and think that they're going to sit here and say, okay, cool, I'm only going to use these hip-hop beats. No, they might they might go all the way across to, to Europe or something, find like a, you know, use harps or horns or, or you know, unexpected instruments to add to their arsenal. So when they produce music, they got people sitting there saying, wow, I've never heard that before. That's a lot more than just bass and drums. What is that? Cause they have lived beyond the expectations of what, where people limited them at. So, right. Yeah. That, I agree, man. That's the, that is the mindset you need to have because if you don't have that type of mindset, you're not going to have anything to offer. You're just going to be the same old cookie cutter person that society expects you to be versus being that well-rounded person that you want to see yourself become. So yeah, I, I definitely a hundred percent agree with what you just said, man. And I, I got to commend you for doing that because I know it's not easy. Shoot. There, <laughs> there's a lot of things people tell us not to do. And, and the sad thing is, um, I was thinking about this a couple of days ago. Because uh, in my mind, I'm like, if we are in a society where it's kind of demonized to to be educated or have a certain skill to where you can take care of yourself and your family and everything else, but yet it's cool to like go run the streets or like uh, start an OnlyFans or whatever, you know, what is our society going to have to offer five years from now, 10 years from now, 15, 20 other than like booty pics and like beats. (laughs) (laughs) You're damn right, bro. I'm just calling it like it. (laughs) Yeah. You damn right, bro. I like how you put that. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, we, we as people have got, so much more to offer the world. Like my mentor always would say, you are the best and brightest the world has to offer. And I'll add on to that. I'm like, so what are you giving the world? That's what we got to realize, man. Yeah. Yeah, I like that, bro. That's the good. That's a good mindset to have. It's a real good mindset to have. So we're not over time, are we? I mean, you still good or? Oh no, I'm perfect, bro. We can we can roll as long as you want to, man. Cool, man. Shoot, because I'm like, I'm like... glad we're bringing these things up, man. I'm glad they're being said on some platform somewhere, like they are right now. I mean, they they need to be said, man, because like one of the one of the things it seems like it's hard to do nowadays is uh is talk your point of view and if your point of view happens to line with some sort of logical truth all of a sudden you get demonized i think because i saw this before it's like an african proverb it said a speaker of truth has no friends so Mm. you you go online and you try and speak truth all of a sudden you you end up dealing with cancel culture which is weird man it's like 
long time ago, we used to be able to sit down and try and figure out, you know, through conversation, this person's point of view. No, I mean, if this person was that that's got the issue, if they were ignorant, no matter how many facts you presented to them, then, hey, they chose to be ignorant. You tell them, OK, cool. Have a good day and you move on. But now it seems like it, there's too many echo chambers, man. It, it's yeah. it's kind of old, man. I mean, nobody, nobody wants to sit and um, put forth a good effort to uh, debate the situation. It's always a lot of people shine away behind their keyboard finding other people behind their keyboards that they can kind of quote unquote grow with or like what what is it what is it called uh build a safe uh safe space with but there is no real growth it's just a stagnation you know what i mean like what do you think about that i totally agree bro and I have to admit, because I told you I was stagnant for like 10 years like that. I got to admit, that's a bad, horrible, shitty position to be in. To be stagnant like that for for whatever reason, under any circumstances. I can agree with that, man. I've been, been stagnant myself. It's like nothing. When you get to a point where there's nothing beyond waking up doing whatever you got to do or to be blunt about it you wake up you eat you shit you eat again you shit you may eat again or you might go to sleep and then you do the same thing the next day i mean that ain't living no yeah i I know what you're talking about and that's that's a sign of depression it yeah i don't know about for you man but like for me uh, like say for example earlier this year I was dealing with it and it was weird because you know people think depression they think uh, somebody's always in a bad mood or they're crying a whole lot or they're like overly emotional or they don't know you, you know they just they got all these issues for me I just looked up and I said I think I'm depressed because I was I actually did that I, I went to work ate shit went to sleep you know just i i was doing that and i didn't even realize it until i said i think i'm depressed so i started trying to figure out how to fix it you know and i don't know if it's the same for women because you know when it comes to men we're so um i guess lone wolfish to the point where you know we don't really Let's see, absolutely have to. We don't really go and speak to other people to to bounce ideas off. And uh Right. Right. I, I think it's really important for men to at least have some sort of pact to be in, man, because one thing that uh that changes from like uh what you were talking about earlier is like we are the only people that can get things done the way that we need to do them. But if we don't have that wolf pack or that group of people we can talk to to kind of give us that extra encouragement that we might need because 
you know, working with yourself, you can only encourage yourself to, to a certain degree. You might need like a, a different, uh, perspective on something or like a different type of advice or whatever versus just being your own echo chamber you know this the black powder podcast let's get it splitting we got the wisdom hitting targets with a mark with precision we're having fun in the booth we're running gun for the truth every future black gun owner was spreading the news we do illegal we're moving regal and blessing the people from hopes for the culture we keep it locked like guns in our holster holding it down as we're loading the rounds if they were nervous back then then they're gonna be scared of us now black powder podcast we'll be back in a while